Hey there, you are listening to the Motherhood Elevated Podcast. I'm your host, Annette Jones, and this is episode number 32, The Blessings of General Conference. You are listening to the Motherhood Elevated Podcast for women who want to find clarity of mind, create lasting emotional well-being and confidence, and achieve amazing potential. Come with me. This will be fun. everybody. How's it going? I hope you're all doing well. This week I thought I'd change it up a bit. I've been thinking about our upcoming general conference, which if you're not familiar with what that is, (laughs) it's an annual conference held by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints twice a year, and it's an opportunity to hear from the leaders of our church, which we, as members of the church, um, sustain and revere as mouthpieces for God. We believe that just like in biblical times, God has placed prophets on the earth to guide his children. And General Conference is our chance to kind of take a break from everyday life and spend some time being uplifted and edified and taught by these amazing leaders. So I wanted to share some thoughts about how General Conference has blessed my own life and how we can all prepare for General Conference ahead of time and really get the most out of it as we listen And then I want to share with you an experience that illustrates the importance of really applying and living what we learn going forward. So I have loved General Conference ever since I can remember. One of my earliest memories was way back in the olden days, long before um, cinnamon rolls and conference bingo and the convenience of watching conference from the comfort of home was widely available. But I remember sitting with my parents in a dim chapel with my younger siblings listening to a satellite broadcast of General Conference. And I particularly remember the feelings I had as I listened to the words that were being spoken. I wasn't really old enough to understand a lot of what was said, but I distinctly remember feelings of peace and certainty just wash over me. And I knew that I was right where I should be and that what I was hearing was good and true. And since then, I've always looked forward to General Conference Weekend, really just excited to experience those feelings over and over again. Um, President Russell M. Nelson, who is the president of our church and our prophet today, said, Our Father knows that when we are surrounded by uncertainty and fear, what will help us the very most is to hear His Son. Because when we seek to hear, truly hear His Son, we will be guided to know what to do in any circumstance. What a promise, right? And how important for our day. Is anyone else feeling like they're surrounded by uncertainty and fear? I think every one of us can relate to those feelings um, in our day and age at some point, right? And when I was in college at BYU, I took a class. It was called Teachings of the Living Prophets, um, and it was I took it for one of my religion credits. And I remember on the first day of that class thinking how familiar the voice of the professor was. And apparently at least one other student noticed this too. And a few minutes into the class, he raised his hand and just asked, do I know you from somewhere? And the teacher looked down, he was a little embarrassed and just smiled a little and then and started in his deep voice. He said, from the tabernacle at Temple Square in Salt Lake City, this is the Sunday morning session of the 168th and he went on and on. And of course, we all knew instantly why that voice was so familiar to us. And we had a really amazing semester being taught by Brother Lloyd Newell, who is known as the voice of Temple Square. He hosts the music and the spoken word and he voices the, the introduction for General Conference. And I really gained a testimony of the importance of listening to the words of our living prophets that semester from Brother Newell. He was one of the most humble, unassuming people I'd ever met, and he really 
had a unique association with and very special place in his heart for the prophets and other leaders of the church. And a few weeks into the semester, as the October session of General Conference approached, he taught us about the significance of preparing well to hear from our living prophets. So one thing that we were assigned to do was to study brief biographies of each of the members of the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. And I really loved learning about the lives of these leaders and finding out little fun facts about their families or educational and career backgrounds. Um, I feel like all this learning all this made their stories and their counsel just a lot more relatable and genuine and memorable for me. And this is something that you could do um, on your own, right? Even with your families. I think it's fun for kids to learn about our leaders, funny stories from their childhood or challenges they've had to overcome, experiences that have made them who they are today. I think having a context for the messages that our leaders share can really help us feel a familiarity and just a human connection with them. And it can make their counsel even more meaningful to us. And I'm sure you've seen just oodles of activities or note-taking pages designed for children and youth. Um, there are some great resources out there and really just talk to your kids about the importance of hearing from our prophets and receiving their own personal revelation. These are patterns that will help our kids establish um, when they're young that will serve them throughout their lives, right? Elder Robert D. Hale said, children and youth love to be included. We make a serious mistake if we assume that conference is above their intellect and spiritual sensitivity. Another powerful thing you can do to prepare for conference is to just write down any questions or concerns or challenges that you're facing, anything going on in your life where you feel the need for answers or guidance or comfort. You really never know where an answer is going to come from. It may be a little phrase, a quote, a story that you hear. Um, I've received guidance or comfort from musical numbers or even a prayer that was given. Um, it's been my experience that when I go into general conference with humility and with my heart and mind open and ready to receive, I am filled. Um, I remember a story that Elder Uchtdorf uh, shared that was kind of a little wake-up call about how we sometimes can forget about the significance of what General Conference is and what is really actually happening there. He said um, um, that a member of the church was talking to a neighbor who was not of his faith about General Conference. And the neighbor said, You say you have prophets and apostles, and twice a year in a worldwide conference they reveal the word of God? Absolutely, the member replied with confidence. The neighbor seemed genuinely interested and then asked, well, what did they say in the last general conference? Elder Uchtdorf said that with, when this man realized that he couldn't remember the details of a single talk, he went from being excited about sharing the gospel to feeling somewhat embarrassed. <laughs> His friend found this a little troubling and he said, you mean to tell me that God speaks to men in our day and you can't remember what he said? Um, and this man was really humbled by this exchange and vowed to do better, to remember the words spoken by the Lord's servants in general conference. President Uchtdorf went on to say of this little story, we all know how hard it is to remember every message of General Conference, and I'm confident that we need not be embarrassed if we don't remember everything. Nevertheless, there are messages in each General Conference given as a gift and a blessing from heaven, specifically for our personal life situations. So we've been promised that as we prepare and come seeking per personal revelation, that we will hear the voice of the Lord through the thoughts and feelings that come into our minds. And I love knowing that as I sit and listen to the same talks as millions of other people throughout the world, that I can receive guidance from the Spirit that is specifically tailored to me and my personal situation. And I've had many experiences of receiving very specific direction, um, specific comfort, inspiration, and I know that Heavenly Father is aware of me and my situation and that he cares about the things I am going through and that he wants to help me. And so these are the things that I like to write down and record. Um, Elder Robert D. Hales counseled, what is said in general conference is not as important as what we hear and what we feel. 
When I take notes, I do not always write down exactly what the speaker is saying. I note the personalized direction the spirit is giving me. So general conference is not intended to be a lecture where we take copious notes so we can remember, remember every single word said, right? We can always go back and get an exact quote or text from a talk online afterward, right? Um, but it's those little impressions and personal lessons that the Spirit is teaching to us that are much harder to remember. So for me, the purpose of having a journal or notebook is to record those personal experiences. And one little tip that I love um, is to write the emotion that I'm feeling as I'm writing down a particular thought or phrase or question. Sometimes adding whatever you are feeling in the moment can help you better remember the impression you had or what you were being prompted to do. Um, I love this quote from Elder David P. Homer. He said, the more diligently we seek his voice, the easier it becomes to hear. It is not that his voice gets louder, but that our ability to hear it has increased. And I think the General Conference is a great opportunity to learn how to hear the voice of the Lord in all areas of our lives, not just when we're sitting and listening to talks. For me, focusing on the little messages and impressions from the Spirit has really increased my sensitivity to and my ability to hear and recognize his voice in my life. Now, what do we do after we've set time aside to listen and take notes? We can end up with a notebook full of thoughts and impressions, but actually applying that counsel and direction we receive as we move, for, as we move forward is the important part, right? Elder Paul V. Johnson said, In order for the messages of General Conference to change our lives, we need to be willing to follow the counsel we hear. Knowing how to act isn't enough. The willingness to take action on what we have learned opens the doors for marvelous blessings. And I know for me personally, after a weekend of general conference, I usually feel really uplifted and motivated and just ready to take on the world. And then Monday morning hits and it's back to real life. And as the week goes on, those promptings and feelings that had been so powerful can kind of get lost in the noise and commotion of everyday life. And although all of the answers and guidance I received are still very real, it takes a conscious effort to really apply them in my life. And I think sometimes we feel that it takes these big drastic changes to make a difference, right? And while sometimes the action we're impressed to take might require a significant change in our course, um, but more often than not, the promptings we receive can be broken down into tiny doable steps that we begin to incorporate into our daily lives. I think Alma's counsel um, that by small and simple things are great things brought to pass applies here as we try to live what we have learned. Significant change doesn't usually come in big bursts, right? It generally comes when we take that personal revelation we are given and use it to create simple, consistent habits that will lead to the transformation we're seeking. So I'd like to um, share with you an experience um, that really drove home the power and significance of receiving personal revelation from the Spirit and then acting on that direction. So in the April General Conference of 2017, President Russell M. Nelson, who was then the president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, gave a beautiful talk entitled, Drawing the Power of Jesus Christ into Our Lives. And in that talk, he mentioned a challenge he had previously given to the young adults of the church to set aside some time each week to study everything Jesus said and did that is recorded in the standard works. And he suggested using the topical guide, which is kind of an index of alphabetical topics and includes lists of scriptures um, under each topic as their personal core curriculum. He said that, as, um, that he had issued this challenge because he had done it the, himself and he had felt that he had become a different man because of it. So my mom, who had been diagnosed with cancer the previous fall um, in November 2016, and had endured five rigorous months of radiation and chemotherapy, felt impressed to take this challenge herself. 
She didn't really mention it to anyone at the time, I don't think, but quietly began her study of Jesus Christ, highlighting and annotating her scriptures with her thoughts and impressions, and marking off each reference in the topical guide after she'd read it. And as the year went on, her health would get a little better and then worse again, but by the fall of 2017, things really weren't looking good. More tumors had been discovered, and um, she courageously began more rounds of intense chemo in an effort to keep cancer at bay. Sorry if I get emotional. (laughs) Um, All of this time, she kept up her study, and the scriptures became one of her greatest comforts. I think my mom knew that she probably didn't have a lot of time left um, and that she was determined to complete this challenge. And when she was too sick and too weak to read herself, um, my dad would take over and read to her. Well, January came and she seemed to be doing okay. She felt was feeling better um, than she had in a while and we had just had a wonderful visit with her over New Year's and um, then suddenly just a few weeks later, a visit to the emergency room confirmed that the cancer had returned with full force and there wasn't anything left for doctors to do. She was placed on hospice and a week or so later, I found myself on a late night flight to Utah to be with my mom in her final days. She wasn't fully conscious most of the time, um, but would sometimes respond to us when we spoke to her or held her hand, so we knew that she was aware of what was going on. And I noticed that my dad would pull out her scriptures often and read to her, and as if, you know, what he was reading, it was, it was kind of urgent and really important. And late one night, um, I was sitting with my mom and dad and some of my siblings, and, and my daughter Anna was there, and it had been a busy day with hospice nurses and family members coming in and out. Um, But now the house was dark and quiet, and my dad got out my mom's scriptures, and he and my sister began taking turns reading to her the last few scripture passages under Jesus Christ in the topical guide. And as the final verses were read, a powerful spirit filled the room, and we all just sat in the quiet and knew something really sacred had just taken place. Um, We could sense a change in my mom, and after a week of of restlessness and pain, um, her body was calm. And for the first time in a long time, um, she slept peacefully throughout the night. Well, the next morning, the nurse came um, and said that her vitals had dropped significantly and that she most likely had less than 24 hours before she was gone. And as I talked with my sisters about this experience afterward, we all had the distinct impression that she had been holding out long enough to be able to complete her goal. And later, we found these words from President Nelson when he initially issued the challenge. He said, in a coming day, you will present yourself before the Savior. You will be overwhelmed to the point of tears to be in his holy presence. You will thank him for strengthening you to do the impossible, for turning your weaknesses into strengths, and for making it possible for you to to live with him and your family forever. His identity, his atonement, and his attributes will become personal and real to you. And I believe that this is exactly what my mom experienced less than 24 hours later when she passed to the other side of the veil. Um, My dad said that throughout those difficult months, my mom had this amazing peace about her as she endured intense pain and sickness and faced the unknown. And she really was an example of powerful faith and strength. And um, I think that faith literally carried her through her most difficult days. My mom was never one to preach to us with words, but through her actions, by the way she lived, she showed us what it meant to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ. And by listening to a prophet's voice and heeding the promptings of the Spirit, she came to know her Savior in a very personal way and was perfectly prepared for the next step of her eternal journey. 
This not only blessed her, but provided us, her family, a beautiful example of faith and obedience, and I will be forever grateful for the sweet experience that reconfirmed to me the importance of hearing our prophets, of paying attention to the personal revelation we receive, and then moving forward to act on those impressions and promptings. So as I close, I just want to share with you a promise from the Doctrine and Covenants um, to those who heed the words and commandments of the prophets. This verse says, For by so doing these things, the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Yea, and the Lord God will disperse the powers of darkness from before you and cause the heavens to shake for your good. Elder Paul V. Johnson said of this scripture, Those are powerful promises that can keep us safe in these treacherous times. We need them, and the Lord will give them to each of us if we are willing to follow the prophets, seers, and revelators. Decide now to make General Conference a priority in your life. Decide to listen carefully and follow the teachings that are given. And I just want to leave you with my conviction that the blessings of preparing ourselves for conference, of listening for personal revelation and direction with the intent to obey, and then acting in faith will bring great strength and power into our lives, and the clarity that we need to navigate the confusion and distortion and contention that is so prevalent in our world today. And I believe that God has given us prophets to give us a guiding light in this darkening world, and that heeding their counsel will bring great comfort and blessings into our lives. These are men who are human, yes, but who also have been given keys and authority to speak for God. They truly are, as we hear, watchmen on the tower. They see things we cannot see and know things that we don't know. And I believe that there is spiritual, physical, and temporal safety in listening to and heeding their counsel. So I hope you all have a great conference weekend with your cinnamon rolls and conference bingo and whatever fun other traditions that you have. And I will see you back here next time. Have a beautiful weekend.